hello and welcome to the top picking spinning episode 78 of the hitchhiker's guide to the planiverse oh yes we've reached 78 for all you pop pickers out there if you go back long enough and then if you don't know what earth i'm talking about well you are young <laughs> and so you should be today we wish to discuss with Corrine and I are going to discuss the 10 reasons you've stopped planning. If there is that many reasons, even. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> number one, you got fed up of listening to us two. Yeah, all that, right. That was reason number 11. This is us. We're the causation of all of this, Steve. <laughs> the terror and the fabric of the planner versus come from the, from the, from the podcast itself. <laughs> no more. <laughs> so i think we'll we'll start off with uh, it, it always crops up sooner or later um and it's a fairly common one i think in, in ways you know the size of your planner is is wrong for can be wrong for many reasons um you know too big and you're not you find that you're hardly writing anything in anything at all and you end up with lots of white space now puts people off or it's too small and there's just not enough space to write in. So you sort of come to a stalling halt somewhere and you're not quite sure which way to go. That seems to be the big over overhanging umbrella issue for the top 10 reasons you stop planning. Is that, I think that's the one excuse, because they're all over the excuses, aren't they? Everyone around mumble, mumble. Um, uh, it's number one is size, saying that you have finally figured out that you are in fact in the wrong size planner and that if you had all the other 78 sizes things would go well for you <laughs> i was i was asked the other day you know why is why are they see why was was this person seeing lots of um things on social media of one description or another all about pocket size all of a sudden you know that you know it's almost as if they'd had a break from things for sort of three months, come back, and, and they're sort of bombarded with pictures of pocket size. And it's something that I sort of, you know, possibly caught on to a few years ago, but I couldn't work out why people were sort of going through this sort of cyclic change of they'd go from sort of personal into pocket during the summer and then come out of it around about sort of September, October, and they'd head back up the size range and what have you. You haven't figured it out um, yet? Because I have. It's summertime. Well, people want to travel. They want to get out to the beach. Yeah. They want to go do things. And so they end up downsizing. And then they realize by the time they've gotten into fall that they've let their life collapse around them <laughs> and that they better get serious about planning so then the bigger sizes start creeping in. And there you have it. And so they go to catch up with... Um, you know that their sort of to-do list suddenly grows right, dramatically. Right. Well, Christmas lists pop up. Too much, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's to-do lists and who I'm going to be next year, right? Because this year didn't work. So <laughs> the day the days are shorter in terms of daylight, so there's more time to do things and, and things like that. Yeah, I suppose that might be on. I I'd always put it down to people using smaller bags and. You know, lighter clothes are therefore smaller. But yeah, exactly. Though it's weather related. Things into, it's completely weather yeah. related. I think it's my theory. It's my. It's. I think this is our first 
conspiracy theory here at the, at the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Reasons why planners I get think, smaller. <laughs> I think if you, we, we asked people, why did you change sizes? They, they, they were a bit, bit, a little bit guarded in the um, answers, I think, in some way. And um, we suddenly start finding all sorts of uh, excuses would come out as to why um, people had changed size. But, you know, sometimes a change is as good as uh, just refreshing yourself as, in some cases, why you don't use that size. Right. Well, that's, that's <laughs> a good question. Why yeah, don't you use that size? Or why do you prefer another? Right. You're just reluctant to admit it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that you're really a pocket guy, aren't you, Steve? <laughs> yeah, but there's, you know, you've got too many of them in the cupboard sort of thing, and you think, well, I really must really use those at some stage, yeah. Well, the number two but, reason uh, we have for, for uh, top ten reasons why you've stopped planning is number two is you have the wrong format. In other words, you're using rings when you should be using bound planners or you're using bound planners when you need to go back to rings or, or you need to use bounded rings or rings that have been bound and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> I certainly, I've re- recently sort of um, been um, testing out a few sort of inserts and what have you. And actually, not just printing them off and then trying them on the desk, actually put them into an actual organiser and then try writing in them. And you suddenly, if you've been used to A5 like I have for so long, going down in size, you think, crikey, these rings certainly get in the way, so, you know, quite obviously, whereas I don't really notice them on A5 because you've just got so much more space on the page. But your hands sort of, you know, you're absolutely using as much of the page as possible in some of the smaller sizes and um yes yeah, so a lot of people find rings difficult to sort of um get used to but on the flip side of that you've got the added flexibility of being able to only need as many pages as you need to carry you're not carrying around a lot of blank pages just for the sheer hell of it sort of thing like i do um, well, yeah, the, and you know, you don't have to have a full 12 month calendar in there. You can, you know, tailor it to however many pages you really consider you need at any one time. So you can shuffle things around and you can move things in and out as you need, which isn't, I suppose you, there are ways around it with sort of bound planners, you know, with having extra booklets in, say, a traveller's notebook or something like that. Um, and you just then swap the booklets, I suppose. Hence why we see these monstrous things which you can carry up to sort of ten booklets or more. I've seen that them. Have been, uh, come, it's like they're going to spawn a booklet. <laughs> it's just it, what went from sort of two or three has gone ginormous. I <laughs> have 45 in mine. Right, right. <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting to me that uh, we were talking about size. We went to wrong format, and then you you sneakily popped back into size. And it makes me think <laughs> it ma- it makes me think that actually all of these issues of re- top ten reasons why you stop planning are in fact interchangeable. So it can be the size and the format, for example. 
It yeah. can be A, B, and C, or only C, one D kind of thing. Uh, and mm. so we need to look at all the options, or at least when we're looking at why we're not planning, what what is the main reason? And we're just sort of highlighting for you with this podcast what what might be happening or might what might be occurring in the backdrop of your planning experience without you actually having noticing, so that you can notice and be mindful and take action from from there. Yeah, because really, unless something drastic has happened in your life for most people you know one week is pretty much the same as the next and the next and the next and unless your your sort of workload dramatically changes and what have you it should sort of eventually balance out shouldn't it as to you know the amount of stuff that goes into your planner in my case is pretty much it's similar sort of amount of stuff each right. week or each day it doesn't vary considerably from one week to the next. There are the occasional things where it suddenly peaks up, but then soon after it sort of settles back down again, sort of thing. Because it's, there's only you, and you know you can only do so much in a day. Um, so, which brings us, sort of which sort brings of us to point number two, three. Yeah. <laughs> and and what is point number three, Steve? <laughs> information overload. Which yeah that that's another you know you just getting stuff coming at you from all angles and it's not just sort of people popping into your office and saying oh have you remembered to do this or a phone call or a, an email or there's just stuff coming at you from all directions sort of thing um and you're sort of you know it's almost as if you're sort of firefighting to try and yeah do all of these things that have been dropped into your lap and you're just you abandon writing things down which well, is because you don't even thing. know where to start how do you start when there's all this no. coming at you and, and i think yeah. that's probably the issue that most people are dealing with as far as social media is concerned and the amount of information that we take in on a daily basis i mean mm. if you remember the good old days back when fire was invented steve um, you and I used to actually go to a library, pull out the card catalog, look up a book, hope that someone hadn't checked it out, and then walked mm. over the many kilometers or miles that it took to get over to where it was sitting mm. on the shelf, dust it off, and then suddenly there was information. And now mm. we're dealing with uh, doctors who are in medical school or just finishing up med the residencies who are actually getting on their phones and Googling the most radical information that they can find to see what these studies have got. What was it about seven studies per minute are being released in terms of medical information that's being updated. Mm. So how can you even keep up with the level of information mm. coming at you, much less your life, right? Everything else associated with your life, the lives of other people that you're responsible for, and then trying to contain it all in some sort of semblance of, of having it put together on a, in a paper paper format and so if you are dealing with information overload that might be a cause for you to have stopped planning that's our cause number three you know you're trying to um keep up to date with too many things maybe yeah you, or you're you've got too many interests your level of interest in different topic areas spreads too widely maybe I would say if that's yeah, happening to you, um, a good way to come out of that is to just reprioritize. Set your goal yeah. for the week or the day 
and then yeah. just move from there. Make sure that you hit that goal, that marker for the day, mm. and then sp- spread it out over two, three days, and see. Set up a new goal mm. for the next two, three days, and go from there. It, mm. it takes a little bit of relearning because it's so easy. I, I, who was it? I forgot who, but someone on Planerology had mentioned that social media can be insidious. I loved that they use that word insidious. It really does creep mm. up on you. You don't realize you're getting sucked in, and by the time you're mm. sucked in, there, there's no way out. Um, so yeah, mm. absolutely off. That's why it's digital. It has an off button. <laughs> <laughs> Tip number four, or top ten reason, one of the top four reasons why you've been you've stopped planning, is that uh, as Steve Jobs said about the original iPhone, you're holding it wrong. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Steve Jobs. We're just having a good laugh at you. Uh, we've changed it around to say that you're carrying it wrong. In other words, uh, if you've got a large planner, if you've got a B5 or an A5, and you've decided that you're going to try and carry that beast around with you on a leash, then that's fine. Um, If you've slung it over your shoulder and your shoulders now come off, then perhaps it's time to rethink about what you're carrying in it. And or if you need to have, for example, a small pocket and you don't it's getting lost in all the paperwork that you've got going on. You don't know. You don't ever know where it is. Um, you. I think one of the most important things that you can do is once you have a planner, and I think that's why planners and bags go together, is that you have to look at what what you're carrying it in and what kind of bag you're carrying. If you're deciding to carry one at all, if not, then just leave it at home on the desk and off you go. Also, look at what what else you're carrying in your bag as well. You know, right? It's not just your planner. It's all the other miscellaneous stuff and i'm just as guilty as anybody with else with your on hello kitty washi tape i know you've got tons coming out <laughs> you, you literally empty the thing out onto the table once in a while and, and go through the thing and just rediscover those sort of moldy uh, packet of polos or whatever it was <laughs> oh dear tic tac yes. mints and god knows what else that lurk in the bottom of the bag somewhere Right. You know, it doesn't harm to sort of give it a clear out every once in a while and, you know, reevaluate when was the last time you used X or Y or whatever. And that just makes things a bit easier in terms of, you know, you've got a bit more space maybe for your planner and it makes it sort of makes the bag overall, you know, a shade lighter which just helps, you know, you carry the thing and you don't begrudge carrying it that way. Yeah, well, I actually do empty out my handbag every time I come home and I mm-hmm. have a space on my nightstand where everything comes out onto so I can mm-hmm. recheck it and put it back in when I need to and have it all there so that I can account for it. And I don't know if that's something that other people do. I'd like to hear from you and see how many people empty out their bags when they come mm-hmm. home. Or is that something that you just sort of do once a week or is it a monthly thing? But I've always been fascinated by the things that come out of people's bags once they decide to (laughs) offload them onto the table and just see what spills out. It's sort of like going to the airport and seeing security go through a bag and go, ooh, what else did you have in there? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so if you're carrying it wrong, then stop carrying it wrong. Wrongly, we can advertise it. Um, number, Number six... Sixth reason why you're stop planning is no. oh no sorry sorry five five I've jumped I've jumped five, the mark five, here five, five. five you've got you've got too much paper too much paper like me <laughs> I usually have a tendency <laughs> to carry around three years worth of papers 
<laughs> Never use a single one. Again, this in some ways links back to the size thing, doesn't it? Right. Because if you've yeah. got too much blank, too many blank inserts that you're carrying just in case, of course, then the tendency is to go for larger rings, which then just gives you that um, extra space and what have you to to fill the thing up. Where you could actually most probably get away with, you know, a size lower. Um, you know, going for that size zero dress and size zero planner, as it were. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Put your planner on a diet. It doesn't harm in, in the slightest. Well, I've, I've gotten um, into the habit of weighing my planners um, every year. Yeah, that's an interesting... And, and I do a comparison <laughs> to see how it's come. I've, I've come to the conclusion that although I've kept the 30 millimeter rings in... Uh, or 35, sorry, in the A5... Yeah. Uh, I don't have it as stuffed as I used to, and I kind of like the mm. extra room. So it's not so much that the extra rings give me more room to add paper, but the extra rings give me more room to maneuver. And I, I've, mm. I've grown. You see, there is actual sense coming into me. I am seeing sense. Um, and, and things <laughs> that you say do actually enter my life and, and have reason for them. My, mine's got, got bits stuffed because I've got all of next year's diary inserts in the thing which i printed out by accident already i can't take you anywhere well i intended to print 2018 and printed 2019 by accident as one does but didn't realize until i'd printed them thinking these dates don't look quite right Right. (laughs) well so i had to do something with them so steve do you suffer from uh reason number six of too many planners who can have too many planners no one there's no such thing sacrilege sacrilege <laughs> the reason we included this one is maybe you've got too many from the point of view of too many different sizes right or you have too many that you'd never know which one to use next sort of thing so you just keep putting it off and putting it off and um decide that um oh well I'll, I'll sort of you know just keep you just keep turning a blind eye to this sort of elephant in the room as it were of your planner planner collection so sort of but you know it, it everybody has their own reasons for buying whatever it's a free world and all the rest of it but so i, w- I wouldn't try and discourage anyone from you know trying things because it's surprising you might not realize a particular size with a particular ring size or capacity for want of a better word um, might suddenly hold the key as to how to make better use of the planner right. that you've been using sort of thing well i, f- I find mm-hmm. that i sometimes i suffer from point six is that i have too many planners and not in the sense that i've got actually too many of them but just too many sizes and i realize when i stop writing in my a5 it's because there is a desire to want to fit back into the into the B5, the desk facts. Mm. Mm. And that's usually when I pull the desk facts out and all the thoughts come flowing out again. Mm. So there is, a, there is a, a pivoting point during the year. I don't know, it was right about now actually, when I mm. find myself looking at the A5 sitting there, not doing anything. And I think, mm, I think <laughs> it's time to get the desk facts back out. And for some reason, I don't know if it's the larger format. I don't know if it's the actual pages mm. from Filofax that they they have for desk facts. Mm. Uh, but there seems to be 
a level of I'm getting my life togetherness that's happening on B5 that doesn't really happen on A5 unless I start folding sheets. And I don't like folding sheets, as you know. Mm. Uh, so, so take a look at reasons why. And, and there's nothing, I personally find nothing wrong with it because it works for me. I can fit into a B5 mm. and work with B5 for the next two months and then put it away and get back to my A5. That doesn't bother me. I don't feel like I need to have it all together wrapped up. I'm not a museum. I'm not archiving this for some kind of um, e exhibit. This is just what mm. works for me to get my life moving on. And so if, if I want to have something for an exhibit, then, you know, talk to Teresa Hall. She does stuff for art and museums. <laughs> and but that stuff is worthy to be seen and bought. Uh, my stuff is worthy to be made fodder for the fireplace at Christmas time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> too, too many planners also, to me, um, possibly hints at trying to use too many at once. As, and then you get into this, oh, I don't know which one to put it into sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you only have one or two on the go at any one time, it's easier, you know, it's a, a lot easier decision. You don't have to think about it too much. Um, so you're not, you've not got this constant th thought in your head, which one do I use next sort of thing? And, you know, should I be doing this one or should I be using that one? Right. Um, Somebody had once written in a blog saying that if you do want to stick to one size, the only way you can do that is by getting rid of all the other sizes so that you don't, you're not tempted yeah. <laughs> to, to go back into the other, which to me seems a bit ridiculous if, if you are in fact using, for example, pocket size in the summertime and you just want to switch out. Yeah. Well, why, why get rid of it you know, to me? But again, no. I don't suffer from that. There might be, um, if you do swap sizes a fair bit, there, there are sort of, you know, things because you're going to hang on to the pages that you, you're not readily writing on, aren't right. you? So there's not a lot lost. You know, there might be a, there's obviously going to be some pages you're going to have to replace, but there might be sort of reference pages and things that are just, you know, just yeah. sit, sit there forever, sort yeah. of. Thing. Uh, old habits. Point seven. What are you yes. thinking of the. Point so, so seven is old habits. Uh, reasons why you've stopped planning is because you've gotten back to your lazy ways. You were mm. doing due diligence. You were disciplining yourself. You were getting up. You were writing things down. You were remembering to carry post-it notes in your planner so that you can take notes as they happen. And then just you decided one day that I can't be bothered. And then one day turned into two, turned into a week, turned into a month. And before you know it, an entire month's worth of content has not been written down and you've no, you've got nothing to show for it <laughs> no results <laughs> and you're sort of floundering about wondering where your month has gone if if that's you then stop it stop it this to me also um can help from the point of view of why do people journal um on a daily basis or whatever I find it quite useful from the point of view of being able to write things down. Mm. It gives me a reference point as to, you know, what I actually have been doing, what I've been spending my time on um, each day. Because it's very easy for me to lose track of, did I do something on a Thursday right. or was it a Wednesday or was it the Friday? And I've got no real way of recalling that unless I sort of go back in you know trying to look in some because there's no trail of sort of where well when sort of time 
in terms of time and date sort of thing as to when it happened. But if I've written it down, then that's... You just you know, flip through. The, the, just flip back and I can see straight away when it was and stuff right. like that. So I find that's very useful for me. I am a little bit lazy at times when I forget to um, journal, but that comes back to sort of earlier um, points where, you know, we're in information overload or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't make time. Making enough time to actually do the journaling is another key to being able to complete it sort of thing. Well, that's, that's very astute self-awareness, Steve. And I think as far as our mm. listeners go, you may find yourself in all of these reasons why you've stopped planning. Earlier, we said that they can be interchangeable. So it doesn't have to be just one reason, but that one reason can in fact, in other words, your laziness is as a result of being in the wrong size or you're just carrying it wrong and you don't want to be bothered carrying it. So address the issue and see why, what, you know, what might possibly be happening for your non-planning events. Um, number eight we have, I, we put down is that you're not taking care of yourself. You're not getting enough sleep, for example, uh, or you're simply just taking care of yourself is simple. You're drinking enough water, you're eating the right foods, you're getting enough sleep, and you're making sure that you are functioning in a way that makes you happy or at least joyful throughout the day. Something's affecting your attention span maybe as well um, right. in terms of you know, being able to concentrate on doing one thing without getting distracted and wandering off um, doing something else sort of thing. Mm. Um, that, that to me, is death knowing me. It happens so many times during the day. Squirrel. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, look, that's shiny. Let's go over there and stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think social media is partly to blame for this because we have such yeah. instant feedback and instant topic change mm. that there's n not even a moment to sit and contemplate about mm. what we're discussing uh, to have the attention span grow longer than 10. To, and that's why I, 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 I'm going to say it again. I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro technique because mm. this actually helps you increase your concentration levels so that you can sit down and focus for 10 to 20 minutes at a time versus two minute spans which is where we're at uh, and in fact if you notice in the u.s they have commercials that i don't watch this is one of the main reasons i don't watch tv but if you did watch tv in the u.s you'd see that mm. there are commercials every seven minutes of programming so every seven minutes you're interrupted with 15 minutes of commercials and it's just nuts because if you think about what that's doing to your levels of concentration i'd rather sit through a movie mm then have to, yeah. you know, be exposed to that. Uh, so, so please start taking care of yourselves. And uh, number mm -hmm. nine, Steve, do you happen to remember what, what number nine was? Because I, I can't. I, just, mm -hmm. my, I have it written down. <laughs> so that you wouldn't forget, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's nodding yes. Relying on your memory. Yes, yes, that, I'm guilty that, of this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hope for me on that one. <laughs> Well, that's why we write things down, isn't it? So that we won't have to remember them. Because as uh, the great David Allen says, we're not supposed to have our, our minds are not for having no. uh, ideas. I don't know. What was it? Our minds are not for keeping ideas. It's for having them. That's what it is. The planner to me is my savior in that respect now. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter how insignificant it is. I write it down because if I don't, you know, 
I'll just keep thinking, oh, I must remember to do that. I must remember to do that. And of course, I never do. It, go, it can go from one week to the next. And then when I when it does come up in conversation, I've forgotten the exact details of it or something like that. Whereas if I've written it down, I will it will then remind me to go and do something to tell Alison to ask her to do something or whatever. Um, and that really, you know, it's the saviour. Having the thing available at all times is the big thing for me. Even if you suddenly last thing of the day. That is, that is our tenth point, by the way. That is our tenth reason yeah. you've stopped planning yeah. is because you don't have your planner available at all times. Yeah, yeah, and that that really is the key for me. You know, having it available, even if you don't necessarily, you know, have it by the bed. Even uh, you just have a pad of um, sticky notes or something like that to just jot some things down last thing at night, so you don't have to try and you know because that's another thing that you won't get a good night's sleep will it will you if, um, <laughs> yeah you know if you're trying to remember something must remember that in the morning and um well that's your course, brain working on overtime then instead of relaxing yeah instead of relaxing exactly so you you just want to be able to shut off and get some sleep get rest recuperate and then start the next day refreshed and you know, ready to go and not have to have remembered, um, you know, half a dozen things that you were intending to do. You've got them written down. You've thought it out. You've planned it out and you're ready to go without having to um, reinvent the wheel, as it were, each time. Well, at the very least, if all you get out of this and, and the reasons why you've stopped having it available is perhaps because it's too big or the reason yeah. you've stopped having it available is because it's got too, too many papers in it. And, and you, mm. you right. So it could be a reason of all of those, but the one thing, if you do one thing just to get back on track is check your planner every morning and check your planner every evening. So at the very least, keep it on your nightstand or somewhere near where you sleep so that you can have, if, even if you choose not to carry it with you throughout the day, at least you know it'll be there when you're waking up and when you're going back to sleep, I would think. Or at least a notepad mm. to jot things down and don't move mm. that notepad from where it's at so that you don't <laughs> go about looking for it. A, a closed planner is an inactive planner. Ah, there so thus, thus spake the Morton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so those are our top... Top 10 reasons why you stop planning. We, we hope you like it. <laughs> you know, clothes, they may look very pretty and very decorative and all the rest of it, but they ain't doing you a lot of help. They're not uh, very that, helpful that's, being clothes. That's true. And I've, I've noticed that when my planner's open, I have a tendency to peek in it just to see what's in it. Yeah, mm. I was like, well, what's going on in there? Uh, and when it's closed, it has a tendency to, to sort of die off and the information just gets shut off mm. from the world. So open up your planners, mm. people. <laughs> So, where can we find you on the internet, Kareem? You can find me at the usual places, skulking around at Planarology on Facebook, on Instagram as Kareem Tovmasyan, and ThroatPunchResumes.com. And me, you will find me in the usual place of FileFXE.com, TravelersNotebookTimes.com, and on Instagram 
as Mr. Falafaxi. And of course, folks, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Music